0: What's good, everyone? Ball Don't Lie, Australia. Episode 69. Nice. nice. I'm your host, Dan Ellen. Joining me as he does every single week, Mal Crawford.
1: The big dog. How you doing over there, buddy?
0: Look, it's been a long few weeks. We're, we're deep into the NBL finals. Mm-hmm. Reached the grand final, obviously. Mm-hmm. NBA playoffs. Oh, geez. We'll get to them soon. They've been a... They've been a journey, roller coaster ride, but of course the NBL One North is back. We're a couple rounds in. It's been a non-stop basketball event parade, just on my TV constantly. It's been great. <laughs> so we're going to be reviewing all of the action that is basketball from this past week. We're also got a special guest lined up coming to join us live on the show. Is Abby Cabillo. Mm-hmm. Canberra Capitals WNBL player, Brisbane Capitals NBL One North superstar. We might ask her if uh, the Capitals thing is a is a contractual situation or.
1: Well, she does seem to be uh, a rather capital player, so you know. Yikes. Yep. If you're looking for better, you've come to the wrong podcast. Anyway, the NBL Grand Final <laughs> series, Mel. <laughs> Yes, it's going exactly as how one of us predicted it so far. Uh,
0: look, yeah. Look, two games in. I just want to bring up something. I saw Can this. Can you
1: see how much he tried not to boast their guys? And I, mean, I was successful. Well, yeah, no, it's still coming. You but just, now you're, look, doing look, look, d- d- you're doing it for d- me. You're doing it for me. You make it too easy. <sighs> I love being right. Uh, so, If I was as wrong, a, as wrong as you are as often as you are, I would love being right on the rare <laughs> occasions it happens too. Do you want
0: to say another paragraph there or
1: are you good? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Okay,
0: okay. I just want to bring up uh, something I saw on the socials. Um, shared in our little group chat there. So a few of the boys had a bit of a chat about it. Mm. Um, shout out to, I don't know if it's a real name. It was their, their name on Facebook. So Clint Tice, if you're a real person, um, credit to you for the graphic that you shared there. Uh, it was just a graphic looking at the uh, Foxtel ratings uh, for Friday night, which, of course, was game one of the NBL Grand Finals. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, the NBL, it's grown so much in the last, you know, 20, 10, even five years. And I'd never really thought about looking at the viewership. I just assumed it was really high, uh, especially Mm -hmm. when it's so hard to get a ticket to the game. Mm. You know, you're looking at 12,000 people, Sell that crowd. The game had 26,000 viewers. Now, mm-hmm. you might sit there and think, okay, well, 26,000, that's that's quite a lot. That's just over double the, what was it, the stadium. Some other shows that were on Foxtel that night mm-hmm. that rank, I'll, I'll give you the viewership. Jeopardy on Fox Classics. I thought that was a black and white channel. Mm-hmm. 25,000 viewers. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> Australia be better. Why twenty five thousand of you watching Jeopardy? What what is Jeopardy? I know it's a game show. It's on the Black and White Channel. Twenty five thousand people.
1: Oh, it's a great show on a Friday night. I do believe it's a show you uh, you should know about. I believe it was on one of your favorite movies, White Man. Oh, well, come
0: on! <laughs> come on! All right, now yeah, that's that's a great reference, by the way. Well done. Thank well, you. Done. Yeah. Um, look. All the usuals, like your live NRL and AFL, they're all up in the, like one hundred to 300,000 viewers. I get that. That's fine. No qualms here. Other things that had more viewers than the NBL Grand Final Series. The Kenny Heavy Report.
2: Side. Oh, God. Do you know yeah. what that
0: is? I thought Kenny was the plumber in the movie named Kenny.
1: He then went on to have a very now he's got a very report. not successful TV show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh. So the Kenny Report had thirty nine thousand viewers. Look, an NRL mini. So that's a a replay of you know a small version of the game, a mini, if you will. Uh, Canberra versus Canterbury, forty thousand viewers. Mm. Like, this is what we're competing with. Um, Friday footy on Fox, some news show called Credlin. Again, no idea what that is. Sorry if I'm <laughs> offending Credlin fans. 53,000 viewers, more than double what was watching the NBL. I, I guess for me, it just put into perspective, although the league has come a long way and I, I love the where it's at. I love the coverage that it's getting. Um, and these big TV deals are doing wonders, but it really just puts into perspective how far we still have to go in NBL.
1: Yeah, well, to put those numbers into further perspective, Brisbane Broncos play at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. 26,000 people could pretty much or almost fit into Suncorp Stadium twice.
0: Yeah, correct, correct. Which, so this wasn't even a Broncos half stadium. <laughs> yeah, watching the one of the most important. Which games. don't get
1: me wrong, the Broncos don't get that. You know, you know, don't get that kind of crowd every home game. But
0: oh, they, they will uh, if they keep this form up. Now, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. uh huh. <laughs> but you know, every time they have an Origin game there, they sell out. You know, things like that. The when they. Brisbane host the Cowboys once a year. That, that gets close to a sellout. But, yeah, it's it's strange to put it into perspective. Um, I doubt that it only got 26,000. Oh,
0: I mean, yeah. Like most of these NBA playoff series, you're getting sixteen to 20,000 people in the arena, let alone how many are watching. So, look, it's not a slight on the NBL because, as I said, they've come so far and mm. I love where the league's at. I love where it's heading. We've just had an expanded team. We're talking more already. That's fantastic news. Um, But, you know, and and I guess growing that league, it comes from people like us. Like the media, you know, the mainstream media are going to do their thing regardless. But I I do believe the more people like us and the average fans and the average Joes, the more we all cover the league and and get excited about the league, that's going to help uh, grow the game is my firm belief.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so
0: we'll continue to do that let's do that by diving into the first two games of the grand final here game one yep real I, tight first half and it was I was like oh no like I've just said like I essentially alluded to it'll be a sweep uh, I was a gentleman and gave Tassie a game last what?
1: week yeah you were a gentleman with your numbers you weren't a gentleman with your tone
0: no and <laughs> look as you just said before I've kind of
1: not been proven right. Like, I wouldn't say these games Whoa, were a train wreck. But no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said you were trying not to boast. That's not me saying you were right. <laughs> but, of course, I had something to boast about. Yeah. I, I
0: Watching this game, though, real tight first half, and it was a bit of a feeling-out process. Jalen Adams did look really subdued, um, you know, which is quite odd given what ended up happening at the end of this game, but... He wasn't really forcing much. He wasn't getting a lot of shots up, uh, nor was anyone from the Kings, really. Uh, but they shot well from the field. Mm. Now, 54% from the field, 11 of 23 from deep. And look, we, we said last week, Tazzy, you've got to be in the 80s if you want a shot at this. And they couldn't quite you know, hang with Sydney in this one.
1: No, they, they couldn't, um, but they had an amazing run to get there too. So, you know, it's, it's no surprise that they couldn't keep that high clip going to get, you know, to get through that first game. But, as you say, feeling out process. Mm. And, uh, yeah, look, you know, it was, a, it was a nice tight first half and things just got away from the jumpers in, the, in that third money quarter as it so often does.
0: Yeah, and Ian Clark, 17 points off the bench, fourth quarter, he was massive, um, played really well. Jarrell Martin, Jalen Adams were both, you know, they they were efficient. They were 8 of 14, but, you know, I've seen quite a lot of Sydney games where they both shoot over 14 shots each, Mm. and to combine for 14 just wasn't really them. Um, But I guess that's credit to Tazzy's defense and forcing the ball out of their hands as well. Uh, You know... Much better story for game two that we're about to dive in for this young man, um, other than the, the ending, of course. But Josh Adams just pointing out four of 18. We give him the Dylan Brooks stamp of approval in this one. Um, <laughs> Brick City, unfortunately. Yeah. But, in, you know, even though he was struggling mightily, and, and again, that's Sydney's defense is just zoned in on him. Mm. Uh, so that's, you know, it, it's always going to be tough. But the rest of the team stepped up. For most of the game and the kings were just too much down the stretch of course in the final quarter couple minutes in the mvp shout out mvp jay adams goes limping off mm. and the collective uh sydney fan base's hearts just sort of sunk a bit and Obviously, we, we know now it was a hamstring injury. He's missed game two, uh, which we'll review in a sec, and he's a game-time decision as we record for tomorrow night's game three. So, of course, as you're listening, that game has occurred. You'll know what happened by then, but that's all we have uh, as we record. Look, it's tough to say. It's such a weird position because, you know, they might say, oh, well, you know, we're up two games, Mm -hmm. Let's let's rest him, see how we go. But at the same time, if he's good to go, you almost just put him out there. Last thing you want to give this Tassie team is momentum. If they walk into Sydney and roll you over, knowing they're going back home, I just don't think you want to play with that fire.
1: Look how they got into the grand final series to start with. They got on a roll. United then were like, no, no, it's all good. That's the team we want. Yeah. That didn't go so well for them, even though United won that first game. You know, again, they got on a roll and they're here now. So, look, it only helps my story if they then sit him out, Tassie get a win and find a way to get to a game five.
0: I, I say if he can go and he's not at a major risk, put him out there. If he yeah. is at a major risk, you don't want to put him out there though. It's not not worth that risk, um, no. especially given he might play and still they might lose, and then you won't mm. have him for four and five. So, be interesting to see how his status is moving into that game.
1: Definitely will be.
0: Um, now, look, Mal. I've written down dog, <laughs> dog fight for game two because mm-hmm. that's really what it was. And mm. look, Tazzy went back home, and they just dragged Sydney down into exactly what I just said, and. And it was a tough game. It it was like, obviously, no Jalen Adams, so Sydney's whole game plan is different. 36 points from Josh Adams. I mean, he was amazing. And it wasn't because he was open. This was coming off screens. He's shooting fadeaways in the final Mm minutes. He just got his shot off over Jarrell Martin somehow and (laughs) splashed it. Like, he was just, it was in his bag. And. Tazzy was really reliant on that and obviously without that performance they wouldn't have even been in this game um, whereas Sydney um, much like uh, you know, we're seeing with the Grizzlies without Ja Moran today, they had to spread this out across their roster and they did just that. Xavier Cooks, Drell Martin, DJV, Vasilovic, of course, uh, 20 points each um, Jarrell and Xavier also had 10 rebounds each so they were sort of doing it by committee and I think you know that's generally how Tassie get games won, and Sydney kind of flipped the script down there, and and they sort of did it by committee to get the win.
1: A little bit. It was it was nice for Sydney to be able to show that bit of depth, um, which they have had since since they had all these players you know return uh, after that first little bump in the the season. Everyone's been healthy, um, and they've. Played really well as a unit, you know, this entire season, and you know they've had one go down. And as you say, by committee, they stepped up. Which, mm. if you're a Kings fan, that'd be really nice to see. If you're a Jack Jumpers fan, uh, it's tough, um, but you know that that's basketball. That's that's why you know famous and unfamous people alike have been. Uh, predicting a, a Kings Premiership here for uh, Kings Championship for a little big chunk of the season.
0: Mm. I mean, this was, well, as I said, I'm, I'm the driver of that bus now, but that's okay. We won't go into that this week. I, I
1: covered all and sundry with what I said, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> crazy
0: ending here. Uh, yes. We had Josh Adams with this fadeaway, you know, free throw line extended three... Jarrell Martin couldn't have really closed out any better and you thought, wow, that is a terrible... Oh, bang. (laughs)
2: It's like, oh, Jesus. Yes.
0: Now, this, of course, um, brought the game back to one. Now, Sydney dribbled down the court. um, They're setting up their play. They're trying to get a shot off. Again, oh, that's not really a good... Oh, bang. (laughs) Vasiljevic. And he
1: was... Pumped, yes, he was, <laughs> and
0: as you would be, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But this, this sort of leads me to a bit of a question here, Mal. In that, so it's a one-point game, mm-hmm. and Tazzy chose not to foul, where the worst possible outcome would have been a three-point game if they were, if the Kings were to have hit two free throws. Are you a believer in let's play chess out here, or? Uh, let's just let, let let the players play, let the shots fall or not fall. It's a make or miss game. It's tough. If you were coaching Tazzy, what would you have been saying?
1: Uh,
0: not throwing any shade at Scott Roth, by the way. Mate. No, Great no. Great
1: considering coach. what he's done, you know, Coach of the Year, uh, as per my prediction.
0: I'm not saying he did anything wrong either. I just want oh. to know what you would do if you were the coach.
1: It is tough because you look at it statistically – how often do you see the you know, hacker whoever mm. in that last, how often do you see it actually pay off for a team? It's actually quite
0: rare. Yeah, well, since the NBA changed their rules, it's different. But mm. back in the day, it did work a lot. But yeah. yeah, nowadays, not not so much.
1: But at the same time too. Um, Definitely not in the NBL. Mm. Uh, so it's... It's one of those teams. You've got to uh, – sorry, well, it's one of those things. You've got to make a decision on the team in front of you and in that situation, uh, I'd probably – I'd prob- probably would have gone for the hacker. Um, well, well, it's tough, isn't it? Because at the uh, end of the day,
0: Vasilevich shot a 30-footer contested. Exactly. That shot misses. We get the rebound. We go down the other end. We score. We win. This conversation is completely different.
1: Mm. Totally mute. Totally mute.
0: It, it's a make or miss league. He made the shot. It is what it is. Mm. Um, but I, I, also I don't res- hate what they did.
1: I also respect Scott Roth Wildly for just letting him play it out. You mm. know, because it's, it's it's so rare and it's it's almost as if nowadays too, uh, in every situation, it's I'll just foul. Mm. Just foul, just foul.
0: No. of course, making a play at the ball here in Australia.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, you can't just you know slap him mm. upside the head, but you know, yeah, well, and it's well, that's it, why there's no situation.
0: hack. I believe is because you can't go and hack a player off the ball. Otherwise, that's going to be an unsportsmanlike. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that's probably why you don't see that.
1: And you've also got to make the refs have to be on it and understand the the timing of the game. Mm. So often we see that. Where a player is just trying to get that simple, you know, simple foul, and then it turns into something more because the refs don't call the first or the second or the third, and all of a sudden they're calling it unsportsman, because they've had to. Oh, okay, that's not a foul, and they're, and they're literally just playing the whistle, mm. like they're doing exactly what you know their entire basketball career has taught them to do: play the whistle in the game. But, but uh, yes. For anyone who, anyone who um, sent any of that absolute garbage to Vasilievich, oh, it's disgusting. My God, be better, people. And we've said this before. That is Feral. If you're doing any, this isn't Columbia in the you know '80s or early '90s. Like that stuff has nothing to do with our game and our and our game of basketball. Cut that crap out. Like, and if the Jack Jumpers find out exactly which fans it is, ban for life. Like, yeah, make it
0: simple. Just disgraceful. And yeah. look, that's the world we live in today. Everyone's real tough on their keyboards. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, you know, w- when we had Mitch Creek on the show, you know, he said it best of like, if you're not going to say it to my face, don't say it online. Uh-huh. If you'd say it to my face, fair play but there's consequences. Yep. (laughs) He didn't say that, but of course, you know, that's what I believe. Uh, And
1: look, you know, as there should be, if you're going to say something like that, well, you know, best step correct. Yeah.
0: Uh, Like, it's just like, it's a sporting match. Like, be better people. There's so much worse things going on in the world. Um, Yeah, it's just terrible. Uh, But anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Uh, We've said our bit there. Uh, Game three. Will, will have occurred by the time you're listening, uh, but we'll be back to review that one next week and any uh, subsequent games that are to follow if necessary. Oh. Uh, we'll be reviewing all of those next week. So we will have a champion.
1: One way or another. I don't know that one, Mal. Can you keep going? Uh, I would, but I'm not going to.
0: Uh, Sorry, uh, I could. That's right. I'll right. I'll get you, get you, get you. Moving on to the NBA. Probably why. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are in full swing. We're midway towards deep into <laughs> round two here. Uh, it's a high level of
1: analysis you get on this show. Yes,
0: yes. That's that's what keeps the people listening. Yep. Let's just go through them all. We'll give a couple of quick thoughts uh, on each series. Uh, Suns versus Mavs first. Look, my take on this one, Mel, is that after the first two games, I was like, "Well, thanks for thanks for coming, Luca. You're yeah. building something good. See you next year." Suddenly, Dallas have just deployed some uh, changes here with their, you know, kind of zones and also their five out. That's just destroying DeAndre Ayton right now, and they've they've shown some. Fragility, is that a word? For yeah,
1: fragile? it yeah. actually is.
0: They've shown some fragility amongst that Phoenix Suns team that we haven't really seen this season. And look, if the Suns were to get past Dallas, I think this is a perfect tune-up what to expect uh, from the most likely uh, team to come from the other side of that bracket, the Golden State Warriors. So
1: what, what's oh, your take on the Suns and
0: Mavs so far?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah as you said, I thought it was going to be over, and then bang bang, Luca basically rallying the troops and you know with with the help of the other maths, but just not letting it go the way um, a lot of us thought and again, yeah. some pretty rubbish fans in this series as well, like um.
0: The it's pushing a, of Chris Paul's family and... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know a whole lot about that. I don't think the footage was very clear, but... No, but... For someone like Chris Paul to be that upset, yeah.
1: And, I, and a big part of me, like, you know, you don't, don't push a woman. Yeah. Or, or touch, like... Yeah. Even why, if why it was are you, why are you touching, even, like... I just say, why are you even touching other people? Yeah.
0: Man I mean, or woman, doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs>
1: no. No, hands to yourself, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, look, scrappy, it's gonna be good, and this is a series I thought was gonna be cooked pretty quickly. We' at least got a game six out of this. We might even get a game seven. Well, I remember saying last week I was like, "Oh, I don't want to get
0: brooms out. Luke is that good. I give him a game, and it's it's now a series, and we've got oh. a pivotal
1: game five coming up, so. Uh-huh. Luca is that good? He's going to get you a couple of games, and we're all back to square. And let's be honest: the next game, once it's once someone's up three, doesn't matter if it's the you know the team with all the best players or the team with mm. you know none of the best. Other teams got to win the next two, and in the NBA, especially in the playoffs, it's easy for a team to have a bad game. Mm. You know, Suns did it a couple of times last year, in a row.
0: All well. Moving on there, uh, my boys, the Cubs. I'm not calling them the Grizzlies until they're a couple years older. (laughs) Taking on the Warriors, who are definitely a bit older. Uh, Look, we won't go too much into Game 3. Grizz got destroyed, mainly in the second half. The first half was actually quite competitive and Jar hit some really crazy half-court shot to end the half. And, And they were a genuine shot there, but the Warriors just... When they play like this, like after three whole quarters... 70% 70% from the field, 62% from three.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: you, you're not beating that. No team no. in the NBA is beating that. And the Grizz, they just got absolutely killed in the second half. And look, game four was today as we record. No Jar Morant. Um, look, I'm not going into this whole social media rubbish of break breaking codes. And I think Jar's learned his lesson there. Um, after quickly deleting a tweet, look nothing dirty in what Jordan Poole did. It's look, it wasn't really a natural play, but I like to say it's dirty is a bit silly. Um, but hopefully Jar's all right. We'll see if he can come back for a game five. The team played well uh, without him today. Could get it done though. Real scrappy, and look, they're up by twelve with eight minutes left, and like they needed to win that. It's going to be very hard. Uh, for a championship-caliber team like the Warriors now to go back, even back home for Game 5 when the Warriors know this is now a closeout, we can have a rest. You know, this Phoenix and Mavs series might go on for a while. They're going to be extremely motivated, especially if Jar's out again, to just go out there for blood and just oh, end the season for Memphis.
1: Come on. Warriors have lost a 3-1 before. You can't see them doing
0: it again? Yeah, they've lost a 3-1 to a possibly the greatest player to ever play the game. and a Adam team LeBron. of future hall of famers. So, I don't think it's going to happen to a team of 22-year-olds, but look, I'll save Memphis's eulogy for when it's due. <laughs> <laughs> it's never over till it's over, baby. Fair, enough. Fair um, enough. did you have any thoughts on that series before we move on?
1: Uh, it's going to be incredibly tough with the Warriors playing like they are um, for the Grizzlies to get back into this. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're down 3-1. I That's
0: mean, even if even if we get home, Get The win you've got to go back to the, it's not the Oracle, is it? Or no, <laughs> whatever their new arena is called uh-huh. in San really Paret. memorable. You've got to go back there and, um, you know, just hear their stupid chance. And it's it, you MVP, it'd be very tough to win a game six there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of chance, mm. can we just circle back a little bit? I, I meant to bring this up earlier. The Tassie Jack jumpers,
1: yeah, it's, it's a long way to circle. March.
0: Yes. March, March, March. Thoughts? I'm going to put it out there and sorry, not sorry. I hate it. Like, like, come on.
1: Uh, Does it work? Well, did it? (laughs) Has it worked up until that game?
0: I just, I don't know. As the kids in the streets would call it these days, it's a bit... Hashtag cringe. But, you know, anyway, that's just my thoughts. Keep on marching, I guess.
1: Uh, Look, run with it. Keep doing it. Who am I to interrupt Fairy tale season? Have a thing. (laughs) Like, you know, some of your teams sing songs that I'm sure other other teams don't like and stuff like that. Oh, you'll
0: never walk alone. Absolute anthem. (sighs) Absolute anthem.
1: Yeah, but what if I've just had enough of you and I do want to walk alone?
0: I'd be more than happy to oblige.
1: (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Good chat. Good chat.
0: Okay. Uh, Miami versus the 76ers.
1: Oh, you mean the series that should have been done?
0: The series that looked to all but done and it looked Mm. like it was just practice runs for Miami and then Uh Embiid comes back and I officially don't want to hear anything about Embiid's willingness to play or his heart, his ticker. He's got it. Yeah. He, he's maybe not as extreme as his counterpart on the other team, Jimmy Butler, but he's got part of that.
1: Yeah. He's got enough of that. Yes. He's yeah, got enough of that's that. That's a better
0: way to put it. Not part. He's got enough.
1: Yeah. He's got enough of that for the level of basketball that he's, you know, was required of him. And Like,
0: did you hear about his status? Like, the mask is one thing. That's hard enough. They were saying, like, the day before the game, he couldn't even look at his phone without getting a migraine. Yeah. And then the next night... He's got the mask on. He's got the bright lights in his face
1: yeah. and camera flashes, look, all that kind of stuff. He he
0: wasn't bad. Oh. He wasn't himself, obviously. But I've got this person wrong. Probably I feel like it was JJ Redick, but there was maybe it wasn't. It was one of the NBA analysts, and they said, um, "Look, whilst he didn't have a great game, his presence alone mm. helped the team have a great game." Yeah. And I thought, I'm just putting that down to JJ Reddick because he's my new favourite analyst. He's he's amazing. Um, him and Reggie Miller now are my two favourites now, just so you know. Um, cool. But that, it, I well, think We always he just nailed it, didn't you know,
1: he? We always love the players that we can't emulate. So both great <laughs> three-point shooters. <laughs>
0: uh, and look, Danny Green, throwback game, seven of nine from deep. Uh, that was in game uh, three there. Maxie had that. You know, he had a big second half in game three. He's th- he's running baseline, throwing the ball over his head, back into play, just running around like a little maniac. Um I just want to bring up Cole Lowry. Yeah. The guy who was putting them over the edge. Yeah. They they traded a few core pieces away. bringing uh, Cole Lowry. He's gonna be uh, the difference. Huge, right? In these two games? Well absolutely huge. <laughs> I'm gonna go beyond that. I'm gonna go the playoffs now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Cole Lowry, these playoffs. I want you to have a guess. Points per game. Oh, uh, it hasn't been good. Uh, has it been terrible, though?
1: I'll hedge. Give me six. Six a game.
0: 6.2. Oh, <laughs> close enough. Field goal percentage. <laughs> oh. Sorry. We'll go three-point percentage.
1: Three-point percentage. Ah, oh, let's go. Oh, let's shoot for really bad. Under 30. 21%. Oi.
0: Six points a game, 21% from three. What do you think his field goal percentage is, though?
1: Oh, still under
0: 30? 29% Oy. from the field.
1: Now... Okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to retire from this particular trivia round because I think I'm doing all right. I'm doing nailed all right. it!
0: You nailed it. Yeah, I'm not here to throw shade at Cole Lowry. I'm here to say that he's quite clearly not just looking at the box score, but watching the games. He's injured. I can't put my finger on it. I, I don't. Have, I'm not a doctor, but just like Desmond Bain for the Grizz, Cole Lowry does not look
1: like he's there for it. And well,
0: he's been missed to playoffs. Hundred percent. That's you what. Know, that's why it makes it stand out.
1: Imagine. Yeah. For what I want to say, last four years in Toronto, mm. you know, definitely. You know, he had that shady, you know, shady first couple, um, for sure. But seemed to work that out, and was just Mister Playoffs came and just made his team better mm. and led from the front. And where'd that guy go? Well, we're, we're not seeing that guy this particular playoffs. So, you know, definitely. Makes me think you might be onto something there.
0: Look, again, the next game is tomorrow's record. I would not be shocked if he sits out um, and we find out he's got some sort of injury going on because something's up. And I I think that he should be quite confident to get home, especially the way he's playing. Like, why have him out there? If he's shooting under 30% from the field, he's not adding anything really to your team. Give give these other guys a go, like Max Struess. You put him out there. Give him a run. Depot's had some good games. And, and look, you've got a player that you're paying $90 million who hasn't seen the court in this series. He hasn't been seen since he hit like eight threes in a game last round. And that's Duncan Robinson, Mr. Jimmy Neutron. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe they dust off the cobwebs from him and, and put him out there. And I think something's up with Larry. But we'll, we'll see how we go. The series are
1: 2-2. Yeah. So pivotal game five coming up. Yeah, at least, at least go into a game six, which, as we spoke about last week, didn't see that necessarily coming, but best case scenario, and B gets back. They've only down two games, and it's still holding home court. Mm. So never know. Could go either way. All right. Your boys. Yeah, boys. I'm not
0: sure if this happened or not. I'm going to assume that one L. Horford received a... Random drug test today, but
2: (laughs) I'll let you touch on that a bit more now.
1: Yeah, old man Horford has been turning back the clock in uh, across this entire playoffs. Um, He's been awesome. Yeah.
0: He's been really good.
1: Yeah, across the Brooklyn Nets series alone, he was shooting, uh, I believe it was 60% from three, Mm. which when you actually look at some of the threes – Sort of he takes, he's got this really wide stance and a bit of a wind-up at times, and it doesn't look pretty. It's effective, though. oh, And just it? just, just wow.
0: He J- dunked on Giannis today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh. He also got dunked on by Giannis. Yeah. I mean. And apparently Giannis can't stare him down, but he can stare Giannis down. The refs are just like, oh, fair play, fair play. Yeah, if you stare at Giannis. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which, <laughs> what, what, what's that about?
0: Staring texts, like, come yeah. on, NBA.
1: Yeah, like that. There, we can
0: tackle people on fast breaks to stop a play, but yeah, we there, can't uh, look at something. There's
1: enough physical stuff that goes <laughs> fairly well uncalled or not called oh, appropriately. Jesus, and now we can't just stare down. Come on, oh. jeez, that's not even taunting. All he did was genuinely just stop and stand. He didn't like... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't
2: know.
0: I, I just think back to that uh, Sean Kemp dunk whenever we, oh. I get these taunting text um, videos popping up. Uh, you know, one where he dunks and he's like pointing on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scotty uh, Pippen, you know, right. had a big dunk. Um, anyway. Yeah. Those days are gone. Apparently. Even like... Even no. like I think back to some like Vince Carter, T Mac, Kobe, LeBron, like they've all had big dunks, and mm. it's kind of part of the show of like flex S- on them. It's Supposed give them some. to be
1: you just dumped on to some be. a human yes. being, like get some. Anyway, yeah, they're the photos that go along with the poster. That's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but the apparently. poster
0: is now uh, you staring up at the roof, so you don't get attacked. <laughs> Do not make <laughs> eye contact with anyone. <laughs> Hope someone saw me dunk it. Um, well, but yeah. I think this series now Tatum's been really up and down. Uh, he
1: has, and look, let's be honest that's kind of been that's kind of been the knock on him for the majority of his career is that sheer consistency, um, and that's sort of come back a bit in this series. But Celtics have got it back to two two, hmm. so we're, we're back to home court, pivotal game five. Yeah, <laughs> as is. More than half of the, you know, the games at the moment. It's just yeah, hey, hey,
0: Grizzlies is pivotal game five. They either get back in it or they're out. That's pivotal enough.
1: Eh, it's <laughs> not really a you know balanced set of scales, though. I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Oh well. Anywho, <laughs> um, yeah. Look, was a little bit concerned was a little bit concerned, especially when we dropped the first one um, in Milwaukee. But now that we've picked up this one as well, we're back to home court, feeling a lot better. Um, typically, Tatum, when he does you know, drop these batter games, you have these not-so-great games, but Celtics get a win, he typically bounces back better in those situations. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, would definitely rather be have the Celtics at 3-1 at the moment. But 2-2 is fine. Could have definitely been worse. Could have definitely been worse after we dropped that first game. So, mm,
2: mm.
0: All right. Well, that's a wrap on the NBA this week. Uh, most of these series, uh, all these series, should be pretty well over by the time we reconvene in a week. Uh, so we'll be reviewing all that action and previewing the conference finals, which is just going to be... I don't know. I I don't know how to feel like i talked up these playoffs in my head and on wax of like how amazing they're going to be and they've been really good but I think a few injuries and you know I don't know it's just been a few downers across the board. It's been great playoffs but I don't think it's lived up to my expectations so far but we'll see.
1: That's the problem with the expectations. <laughs> we build <laughs> them up so high.
0: Game 7s across the board even in the first round uh, hasn't quite worked out that way but
1: you know, I, how tough was it for me? I only got four games in that first round. It was, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Tough,
0: tough. Uh, all right, so it's the NBL One North round. One was in the books last week. Mm-hmm. We've just gone through round two, um, so we're going to re- review the games that have happened there. And um, you know, oh, hang on, phone hasn't rung for a while. Yeah. Mm. Abby. Yeah, Abby. We do have a new Abby in town. We do. Um, Also on the thumbnail for the episode. (laughs) Spoiler alert. All right. Shocking. Now, let's pick up the phone. We've got Abby Cabillo. Ball Don't Lie. All righty. Ball Don't Lie Australia listeners. We have a special guest for you this week. We have Capitals Superstar of the Brisbane variety. Maybe of that team in Canberra as well, Mal.
1: Cap-cap. Uh, Cap-cap. <laughs>
0: the double cap. Uh, we have joining us, of course, WNBL star, NBL One North superstar, Abby Cabillo. Thanks for joining us this week, Abby.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and we're so glad to have you on the show by way of Darwin and Canberra now coming to us live here in Brisbane. How, how are you finding it settling in in the, uh, the old River City?
3: it's been really nice so far everyone's been really welcoming um it's been nice i've eaten out at a lot of different places which is like something that i love to do the basketball's been good so yeah i'm enjoying myself all around
0: perfect and you've moved to the sunshine state just as we're hitting all this rainy weather so not quite living up to our expectations there but uh we i hope know that's
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't come here in winter to have all of this rain, so.
1: We'll get right on that. Hopefully that,
3: yeah, thanks guys, thanks.
1: We'll we'll put in a couple of calls. It might take a week or two, but it'll get sorted. Thank you,
3: thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. No
1: worries at all. All right, so let's jump in. You originally come from Darwin and are the first player born in Darwin to play in the WNBL. Can you tell us a bit about – you know, what created your love for basketball and some of the mem- some of those memories of your junior basketball days?
3: Yeah, so, um, yeah, born and raised in Darwin. And to be honest, I only started playing basketball because my older sister was really into basketball. So I'm one of three girls. I'm the middle child. And my older sister was um, – she's five years older than me. So she was in all of the NT rep teams and stuff like that. And I felt like we were at basketball every other night of the week. So I figured – if I'm going to be down here all the time, I may as well play. So that's originally how I started. Um, And then I played all my juniors in Darwin at the Tracy Village Jets, which was a big family club. Those people are still my family today. So it was incredible to be able to play with them and grow up in Darwin and, yeah, play for them.
1: Nice. Um, So who would you say – you said your your sister really got you involved. If you had to name – one one team that you just absolutely loved back in the day what age group do you think that would be
3: oh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um probably when I was 14 I started playing in like the league competition which would Mm -hmm. be the equivalent of the highest league in Darwin I started playing then and At the time, like Darwin was my whole world. It was my bubble. I didn't know anything outside of that. So the people that I got to play with there at that time were my idols and it was the coolest thing to be able to play with them at such a young age.
1: Nice. Everyone starts somewhere where they just love the game.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, we're just going to have a quick chat about your time um, so far in Canberra at the moment, which has been your professional career so far. It's not just on the court that you're excelling down there, though. You've recently completed a study at the university there. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about what what degree you finished with and and where you think that might lead you in the future?
3: Yeah, so I studied at the University of Canberra as the capitals are owned by them. It was a pretty awesome deal that I couldn't give up to be Mm. able to study there and play for the club at the same time. And I knew from pretty early on once I finished school that I wanted to get um, my degree as soon as possible so I could have that under my belt and then decide whether I wanted to go play in Europe or whatever else I wanted to do still at a young age. So, yeah, I graduated a Bachelor of Sports Management last year in November from the University of Canberra, and I'm now working at the, at the Brisbane Capitals. So that's, that's awesome to start, like, yes. my working career, I guess, there. I'm doing some admin there. So, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, that that's fantastic, and uh, just just to add on to that a little bit more, um, I remember my uni days. Absolutely not a professional athlete, but dabbling a Definitely little bit, not. dabbling a bit in the higher <laughs> high competition. There, um, do you have any advice on what got you through? Any other young uh, professional athletes? How to how to balance that study and sporting career at the same time.
3: Yeah, I guess you've got to understand that it is a ma- massive sacrifice. I had to sacrifice a lot, at, I think, from probably three seasons there while I was at the Caps. I was studying full-time, working and trying to play WNBL at the same time, which, you know, some days made me exhausted but also, like, I had my goal set and that's what I wanted to do. So I think sacrifice is a big thing. You may have to miss out on, like, that party or whatever it is but, like, if you have your mindset, and that's one of your goals, that'll help you get there.
0: Yeah, well, there you go, Mel. Add that to my list. It wasn't just an injury; it's all the uni parties that made me <laughs> not go pro. Add it to the list. Cool. <laughs> so you didn't have the. You've skill. heard it from Abby here. That's why I didn't go pro. So you
1: didn't. You didn't have the body, the skill, or the mindset. Got it. And the parties.
2: Got, <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And the parties. <laughs> oh,
0: that's great. And. It's so awesome that they were able to give you that opportunity, I guess, to, um, you know, excel both on and off the floor. So, I mean, props to University of Canberra for that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for it.
1: All right. We Speaking of the Caps, you were a member of the Canberra Capitals as they won back-to-back chips in nine, 2019 and 2020. Can you tell us a bit about those runs and what were some of the um, – Keys to the team, what was the what was the drive to repeat like?
3: Oh, it was – those seasons were incredible Incredible for me. I was just out of school and just entering the WNBL. So to come into a team like that with the calibre of players that we had and the calibre of leaders, I think that was what was so important in our team. We had some of the best leaders in Kelsey Griffin and Mariana Tolo and then we had Olivia Pooper come in, Kia Nurse – leilani mitchell kelly wilson all of those people to learn off of was incredible and i think i think once you have one you want all of the championships so that was just the natural driving force behind it and i but i think what really was really driving for us was that leadership between kelsey and tolo they really were the glue of the organization as well as Gori. and that was really motivating to get that second championship
1: so you definitely had that uh because I, I know we've spoken to people before and when you you know that that drive to win that first one is something um and then that drive isn't always there the second time round. but you guys definitely had that what was the drive like for the first one was it was it just the same or was it just completely different you guys were just stepped it up 100 percent. what what was that sort of like
3: I think at the start of the season, we had a team meeting about what we wanted our goals to be, what we wanted our identity to be. Um, and obviously any season you want to win the championship. And I think we had the team and the people to do it. So that was what drove us to get the first one. And I think, and I think having the first one and then having a similar call group return, it was definitely the driving force and made us even hungrier to get that second one.
0: Yeah, nice. And, Look, that is something I can relate to. Oh, here we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you walk through the hallways of Orkham Flower, your home stadium for the Brisbane Capitals, you, you'll find a, a little plaque. And on that plaque, it says Thursday night men's social comp. And on that plaque, you'll find my team back to back to back. So Mal doesn't know much impressive. about
2: winning, but
0: oh, you and oh, I, geez. we can talk about how to win chips.
3: <laughs> that um, is so impressive. I I'm know. gonna have to go, go look so tomorrow much. when I go into work. I'll go have a look.
1: Look, it I've, might be. I've, I've really got some high. bad news for you. Um, due to some recent high water damage. Uh,
2: yeah, I know. It might it's be. A, it there. might
3: have been swept away. Yeah. Well,
1: look, Mel. I'll talk to
0: Brisbane Capitals' new sports management uh, person, and they'll get it back up on the wall for us. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? Yeah, I'm mate? your girl. I'm your girl. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll have to chat to Hamish as well. We'll we'll get that plaque back up. Uh, Yeah,
1: we will. Pretty sure it's down the Brizzy River, mate. It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, so speaking of up here in Brisbane, uh, you've recently just begun your NBL1 North career here with our Brizzy Caps. Um, What was it, like, that brought you here? I mean, we're saying that you're from Darwin. They've just popped in with an NBL1 North team. You've chosen us over them, which is great. I mean, was it in your Canberra contract that it had to be an NBL1 team with capitals in their name or <laughs> what <laughs> no, led you well, to coming here?
3: <laughs> well, it kind of just happened by luck really. Um, I'm pretty good friends with Michaela Roof and I and she's been wanting me to like come up to Queensland for uh, the last couple of seasons. She's been at the Caps and mm. I had been, been spending my off seasons in Canberra to try and get my degree done. So as soon as I was kind of finished, I was like, well, why not? Like, it'll be a warm winter, something completely fresh. I think that's definitely what I wanted, something completely fresh, a new organisation, a new bunch of people. Like, I came in here and I didn't even know anyone, which was, like, really daunting but exciting at the same time. And, yeah, I ended, I ended up here. Yeah. Um, some people knew some people who were looking for a point guard. I was looking for a team. And then I was just like, why not? Why not take an opportunity that's presented in front of me? And I'm really glad I've done it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it's awesome to have you here. <laughs> and, of course, um, Bronte alongside you as well.
3: Yes, it's really nice to have Bronte here. Um, we became great friends in the last season at the CAPS. So, yeah, I'm really happy for her to follow me <laughs> or me to follow her.
1: Oh, careful! Heard it here first. <laughs> Follow me. It was the first way that came out. All right, so let's talk about your your time so far with the Brizzy Caps. In your first couple of games here, you have impressed. Firstly, yeah, in the first game of the season, I was there live. You had 19 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. First, <coughs> excuse me, Charlotte and the Wizards and Tiana, of course, who actually, um, oh, killer. yeah. Wow. Yeah, of, she isn't. She passes. had
3: an incredible game. She's mm. a great player, Tiana.
0: Hashtag WNBL free agency. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, your thoughts on that game and you know, how your time has gone with the Brisbane Caps so far?
3: Yeah, I mean, that was a, a tough one to start, really hard out of the gate sort of mm. thing, With especially with Shyla and Tiana on the same team. We knew that was going to be trouble for us. Um but I think what was really like impressive to me more on the Brisbane Capitals side was the way we came back in that fourth quarter. We were down by like 20 points in the third mm-hmm. and we we easily could have just been like ah oh, well this is the first game whatever let's just let them blow it out to 30 we'll play our bench but that's like the complete opposite of what we did. We all we all came together And we wanted to be back in the game, and that's exactly what happened. So for me, that was really impressive and a really good sign to start the season.
1: Yeah, definitely. There was a there was a couple of runs there where it felt like I think it was one towards the end of the first. There was another one in the second, and then that bigger one in the third. But there was there was moments where the Wizards felt like they could really go. But yeah, as you say, the team was like, nah, pull that back, and we're all good. Um, Yeah. One thing I did want to talk about, I did notice, can you talk a little bit about what it's like to have Shyla Hill defend you? Because she seemed to be in your pocket at times and just right up in your airspace.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was very tiring for me to have to (laughs) be chased by her for 40 minutes, but, like, I guess that's, like, why why it's so great about playing at this level. You get to verse other people in your position that are, like, are awesome, that she's obviously at an international level. So whilst it was really hard, it was a really cool opportunity for us to go up against each other head to head and I think the competition is fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. There was one moment that I – it wasn't my first sort of moment of seeing you on the court but it was my first moment of seeing you and going, ooh, Caps have definitely got something here. You jumped out (laughs) of bounds, caught the ball, Mm. spun around in the air and then threw the ball Back out of bounds off Shyla's leg, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, oh, oh. nice play! <laughs> Love the hustle play." So well, d- well done on that one, and all the other great plays as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, last thing to take away from that Wizards game, uh, we covered her older sister all of last year, the human blur, uh, young Hillary Fuller really stepped up in this game and. I think just for someone so young to step into that situation, as you're saying, like down pretty big. And, and, you know, she was a big part, of course, along with yourself um, in that comeback. Um, What have you seen from Hillary through training and a couple of games so far?
3: It's been so exciting, especially to watch her in that game. I think just the confidence she came out and showed. She, she had nothing to lose like none of us did. And I think for someone her age, so young to come out and show, that was so impressive. And, and it shows that she's a big-time player and she can play in those big-time games and make those big-time scores and decisions. So I think it was, it was very impressive and I'm sure you're going to see more of that this season from her.
0: Perfect, perfect. Let, let's chat uh, round two now up against Ipswich, uh, which I'm sure was, was fun for you heading out there. Uh, another good game for you, 14-7, and seven, plus a steal and a block. That's that hustle and defense that we love so much. And perhaps most importantly, or as important, the game-winning basket. So... Because you hit a game winner and you just so happened to be on our show this week, you get to talk us through that. And was that the play that uh, Coach V Dog drew up, or was that just you going to work? Uh, talk us through that last play there.
3: Um. So it was. It was the play that was drawn up, and I remember. I remember we well, we were up so by so much, and then we we had a couple of mental lapses. And then they brought it back, and I remember in that last timeout, all I could think about was, "There's no way that I'm letting this game go into overtime. I do not, I do not want to play overtime here in Ipswich." <laughs> oh, Sorry, I <we>
0: understand that. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I was like, I cannot play. Here. I cannot play another five minutes of overtime in Ipswich, and. So yeah, he drew up the play and to be honest, like when I threw up that shot, it was not something that I thought was going in. I was just like, <laughs> I threw it up and then I was like, oh my God, please go in. I don't want to go into overtime and then sure enough, it went in. So I had, I must've had some good karma from doing something for that shot to go in, but I'm really glad it did to be honest.
0: Oh, we're all pumped to see it go through. Yeah. <laughs> Look, just remember, you don't have to give V-Dog all the credit. Feel free to say it was all you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, well, you've got a game against uh, the Spartans this weekend. Uh, yeah. And Nadine Payne, of course, uh, WNBL star for that team. Have you done a bit of scouting? What are we expecting from them this weekend?
3: Um, we will do scout tomorrow night at training, but I think like they have two really good WNBL players, plus Maddie Allen, who went off. last week she had a monster game so I think it's going to be super important defensively to try and do our best to contain those players and I guess if they're going to beat us it's got to be by the other players on the court sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think for us we've just got to keep playing the way we have been so we can get that flow together as a team I think because we're all from all over the place we haven't quite clicked yet but I think I can feel at training and stuff that that's definitely coming. It's definitely going to come for us and we will click at some stage. So I think it's just working through our offenses and stuff to get that flow together as a team.
0: Perfect. Well, we look forward to uh, tuning into that game this weekend. And uh, look, the the Caps sort of brand of basketball, the men and women's teams are sort of – We just fight for everything. We try and turn every game into a battle and uh, everything you've said this week sort of lends itself to suggest that you're a perfect fit for the team. So we're really pumped to have you on board and I'm sure you're going to be a great addition to the team.
3: Thanks. I'm really excited to be here and I'm really excited for the rest of the season with the Caps.
0: Perfect. And, of course, we'll be covering all those home games, so we're pumped for that too. But you've made it through all of our important questions this week so well done that's box number one ticked we do have a few surprises for you though Uh, okay we like to finish our interviews with some quick fire questions uh so we're going to fire some questions at you and you can give us your best responses
3: Okay, I think I'm ready. It doesn't have to be your <laughs> best, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: whatever comes to mind first, just fire Yeah, my fastest one.
3: Yeah, yeah my <laughs> fastest response, maybe. All right, Let, uh.
1: let's start with the easiest question that's not really all that easy. Um, who would be your top five players of all time? As in, top five. when you think of the top five best players to play the game, they might be players you've played with, um, men, women, whatever league in the world you like. You know former teammates, whatever it's whatever. However, you see the top five players for you.
3: Okay, um, I'm going to go top five best players as well as best people sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I'm going to go Patty Mills,
1: mm. Le'Veon
3: Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, Ezzy Magbegor, Chelsea Griffin, mm-hmm. and <gasps> um. I guess you can't go past Michael Jordan, right? So I'm going to go him.
1: Correct. <laughs>
0: Look, that's a great list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little curveball at you here. That was your easy top five.
3: Oh, okay.
0: So when we were setting up this interview, I we were on the Instagram and we saw that you have a whole Instagram page dedicated to food.
3: Yep.
0: So <laughs> that is a topic we do know a lot about <laughs> and we would Rich. like to know your top five foods of all time.
3: Like dishes or individual foods?
0: Totally up to you. There's so much food on that page. Hey, if you love
1: bananas, you pop them right at the
0: top.
3: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say top one, pasta. Pasta's my favourite food, hands down.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Two, I'm going to say chocolate. Mm -hmm.
2: Three,
3: um, Three, at the moment, I can't go past a noodle soup. I could eat a noodle soup every night of the week. Uh, four, pizza, five. Um, oh, this is a hard one. Um, it, it always
0: is because you rattle off four real quick and then you still have another four yeah. in your head. <laughs> you can only pick one.
3: Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to go, it's not really a food, but I'm going to go some sort of fresh fruit juice.
0: That's a consumable. That'll be fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, well done, well done. I uh, should have
3: looked at my Instagram before you asked me. And-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some good food in there. I was starving just looking at it. Uh, all right, favourite jersey number and why?
3: Um, Favourite jersey number, number eight. Um yes. I, I swore that, like, as soon as I started playing, I wore number eight. I think I liked the way the number was shaped. There's no really significant meaning behind it, but I've kind of just stuck with number eight for the rest of my career. Symmetry. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, number eight.
1: Nice. All right. Uh, What's your favourite movie? I'm more
3: of a TV series person, but favourite movie, maybe Moana, a Disney movie. yep. Yeah. No, no. Let's yeah. go with that. As You're fathers welcome. of
0: daughters, we know that movie. Yeah, <laughs> well.
3: I'm, sh- I'm sure you know. <laughs> and the soundtrack, I'm sure you know the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> <it's
1: actually> great. <laughs> See, it calls me. <laughs> oh, far it. Uh, oh, that's probably enough. Can you leave uh, that to <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, obviously, after this season at the Brisbane Caps, um, Hollywood's going to be calling and they're going to want to make the Abbey Cabilla movie. Um who would you cast to play you in the Abby Cabillo movie? Oh.
3: Um. Maybe I'll just have me play me.
1: Yep, play me. Yeah. yeah. Play by yourself. I like it. I'll just say that
3: because I'm not actually sure, but I may come back to you with someone <laughs> I think of. It. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> all
0: right. What's your favorite on-court kicks of all time?
3: Um, I really, really liked back in when I was at the AIS, I really liked Paul George's. Um, I recently have just had to let go of a pair of shoes, my LeBrons that I loved so much. Um, but it, I would say an overall, emotional time, isn't it? I know, it seriously was. I like I wore them to the point where like I had blisters all over my feet and then I was like, Oh, I think it's time to mm. call it a day with these ones. But I'm gonna go Paul George's.
0: Yeah, interesting to hear a guard favoring the LeBrons. I always find them quite heavy, but I'm just a sook, I guess.
3: Correct. Well, I, I actually <laughs> okay, found yeah, I found like these really cool – so my, my feet are kid sizes and everyone always laughs at me like, oh, you've got tiny feet, but really I just get cheap, cool Sweet shoes discounts. and kids' designs. Yep. Yeah, yep. So I found like these cool – um, LeBrons with like no laces. They've just got like a drawstring in the kid sizes for 80 bucks, And yeah, they were awesome.
2: <laughs> I know. Oh, what are the nice. odds of me? living the dream? <laughs> yeah,
0: I
1: know. $80 <laughs> for a pair of basketball shoes.
0: Yeah, I know. And it they must be nice. me like. I think the yeah.
1: gazes are more than that now. <laughs> yeah. uh, can confirm Ooh. no. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could sit courtside. <laughs> For any game ever in history, what game would you go back and watch? Could be something NBA, WNBA, from your own personal, um, you know, junior days, WNBL, anywhere in the world. Um,
3: I think I would like to go back and watch my first championship with the Tracy Village Jets in the league competition. They've got like the most. They've got like the most record of having like 14 championships in a row or something. And so I think the one I was first a part of. I would love to go back and watch that.
1: Nice, nice personal touch. I could... Yeah.
0: All right, Abby. Well done. You got through the formalities. You got through the quick fires. You can have a breather, sigh of relief. Made it all way. We do have one last surprise question though, and we finish every interview with this. Um, I'll ask you first. Have you enjoyed your time with Mel and I this week?
3: I have. I okay. have
0: enjoyed it. So given that answer, <laughs> our final question to you is who do you think Mel and I should have on Borderline Australia next?
3: Um And it would definitely I,
1: help if you could help that. If happen. I
3: could help <laughs> you get it. Help you of course, of course. I think um does it have to be MBL One North?
0: No, no. We've interviewed Uh, Men and women across the country, pro, amateur, everything.
3: I think you should try and interview Kelsey Griffin. I think you should interview Kelsey. Sounds
1: great. She was actually my pick for MVP this year. Mm.
3: Yeah, she's always my pick for MVP. I would, yeah, (laughs) I reckon Kelsey Griffin. I think it will be a great interview with her.
0: Oh, so do we. That would be unreal. (laughs) All right. Well, Abby, thanks again uh, for joining us here on Ball Don't Lie Australia. We've had a great time uh, getting to know you uh, and I guess introducing you more to the the Brisbane Caps and NBL1 North fan base out here. So, um, of course, we'll be covering your games starting round five when the Caps are back home on that nice, beautiful floating floor they've got in store. Yes, it is beautiful. I
1: did play on it last night. Can confirm no dead spots (laughs) that I found. Could you dunk with the extra... Mate, Extra unlike items. you, I'm not going to sit here and talk <laughs> up my basketball ability. I I got in a re- uh, net grab and that's, you know, for me, that's pretty good. Net I'm happy grab. with that. That's yep. pretty impressive. I remember yeah. you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're
2: right. <laughs> All right. It, it, it's fine.
1: You, 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 you give and you
0: receive on this show.
2: It's <laughs> fine. It's fine.
3: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, thanks again so much, Abby, and we will see you live in action in a few weeks.
3: Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited for the rest of the season.
2: Bon lie. lie.
0: All right. Well, thanks again. Abby Cabillo, Brisbane Capital Superstar. That was a great, great chat. I had a lot of fun now. Mm. It's lovely to have her on the show.
1: And- Definitely great to have her as part of the caps that we love the most. Yeah.
0: Uh, and you know The obviously- other guys are fine,
1: just not the most.
0: Obviously, we've seen some games live in arena, um, watching on TV, but it's going to be great to be there in person and covering mm-hmm. uh, the Brisbane Caps games when we're back at home. Round five. Can't wait.
1: On that brand new court. Oh,
0: shout out Brisbane Bullets, by the way. Yeah. I and them. I have
1: played a game, as I said, and oh, it feels good. It <laughs> genuinely
0: like you know, when you fit for pro athletes.
1: <coughs> well, if I we can take my weight, you'll be fine, mate. So. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, let's dig into round two here. Of course, we are going to review all the highlights of every NBA One North round, but we're going to kick this off each week. Just a quick rundown of how our Capitals teams fared, uh-huh. as that's the team we cover, of course. Uh, so, first up now, uh, well, both teams played Ipswich. Yep. So headed out there for a Western showdown. The women. Uh, Look, Anna Cameron did her thing. She's just, you know what you're going to get every week. Double-double, tough work, grinding. Steph Collins really stepped up in this one, had a big game. Um, She got our Capitals Player of the Week, of course. Uh, And and look, as usual, got it done by committee. Yep. You know, those two were big inside, as we've come to expect, but... Mm. No one was really a passenger without anyone really standing out either. It was just a classic, classic Brisbane Capital Women's W. -er. Um, Just getting it done out there.
1: Love the team. (coughs) Excuse me. Love that team just getting it around. And I can't wait for how they're going to develop this. If they can stay true to this as that chemistry grows, Mm. wowzers.
0: Well, it's amazing given the roster turnover, you know, couple of returning players from last year uh, the
1: two we just talked about getting double doubles yeah
0: i mean but the team identity stayed the same oh. as if it's maybe a coach thing so shout out v-dog we'll give him we'll give him the shout out there yep uh, the culture seems to be carrying over and you know we we love that brand of basketball personally Definitely. um but the fellas now
1: yeah caps men Woo study
0: we saw it didn't take long this season
1: no study exploded In this one with 28 points, lead the Caps past friend of the show, Isaac White Mm -hmm. and the Ipswich Force. And, oh, two tight finishes in both games to get these ones done.
0: Yeah, and, of course, the the Brisbane Capitals and NBL One North debut of new friend of the show, Lockie Dent. And, of course, he said on the show that he and Isaac White living together, driving together. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to be in that car ride on the way home. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of, of course, we know last year when we played Ipswich, Isaac White marched into Auckland Flower, mm-hmm. dominated for like two quarters, mm-hmm. and the game was over. Mm-hmm. This time, the tables were turned. Yes, <laughs> And Stottie had, it was 26 points in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And majorly slowed down at the end there. Of course, having a whole team's defense honing in on you is going to do right. that. Um, but everyone else stepped up and got us over the line. In the end, could have been a much more comfortable victory, but the boys got it done. They're 2-0. and mm. They're 2-0. and They've played two teams undefeated. with NBL players. It. We undefeated. We oh.
1: undefeated. <laughs> whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> um, so shout out to the Caps, men and women, playing well. Definitely. Four Definitely. games, three wins. We'll take that.
1: Loving it. Almost as good as their start to the season last year. Almost. All right, let's have a whip around the Mm -hmm.
0: women's NBL 1 North, some big stat lines. Uh, But first, shout out to Red City. Yeah. Their first ever NBL 1 victory Mm -hmm. comes against the newest franchise in the NBL 1, the Seahawks. So shout out Red City. We know it was a tough season last year. Definitely. Definitely. but Definitely. they celebrated that win just like they should have.
1: So, mm-hmm. And I out. have been a part of a team that's gone the entire season without a victory, and it stings. And when you do get that first victory, oh, it tastes so sweet. It tastes so sweet.
0: Love to say, I know how you feel, but uh, yeah. Sure you do. <laughs> uh, heading over the Spartans, mm. Maddie Allen. What a game. Thirty-four, seven, and five—close loss to Logan. Yep. You know this was a grand uh, final rematch. Um, Michaela Roof, friend of the show, shout out. Mm. Twenty-five and sixteen. Yeah. Just (laughs) it's like she never left. Yep. (laughs) It's exactly what we uh, sort of
1: came to expect towards the end of last season. Dominates. Yep. Exactly that.
0: Who else had a good one, Mal?
1: All right, then we headed up north for the Reeds and Woods show, and they combined for, again, <laughs> yeah, for fifty-seven points to get over the Darwin's Salty's.
0: Yeah, that's two weeks in a row. Those two have popped off, and uh, I would not be shocked if that continues.
1: I am not expecting anything less, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I I could see one of them having a bad game, and the other one going, "All right, I got this." Mm. You know, and still putting up similar points between them. It's, who, which is just scary for the league. Scary for the league. It
0: sure is. Uh, now we head back to the Wizards. We, we saw live last week Tiana Mangakahia kahia had a big game mm-hmm. against the Caps. This time it was Shiloh Heels' turn, 33-10. and 10 Yeah. Versus the Rip. Yeah. And that backcourt, like, we... We'll say it every week, but they're just going to be a problem. Oh. Teams are going to have to game plan to limit what those two do and hope that everyone else doesn't make shots because uh, that's it's about all you can do. They're both amazing players and all Tiara's the Wizards need is one of them. To drag
1: two or three defenders <laughs> and then make a you know, virtually no-look pass to someone who's you know eventually open, it's just it's going to be scary when, as we've talked about, that chemistry builds. Mm. You know, and, and players start to know that they're going to be open and to expect the ball, even though Tiana's not looking anywhere near them. Mm. That that's that's gonna be scary. When when they when they get that really clicking, yikes. It's gonna to be tough. Gonna to be tough.
0: Yep. Uh and in that same game for Rip, we had Matty Rocci, 21, 6, and 11. absolute floor general out there. Mm. Uh, And our player of the round, Ashley Arlen, 37-12 and for the rip. Dang. (laughs) That's that's an announcement. I'm here.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm here. All right. Uh, What happened in Mackay and Cairns now?
1: Well, Mackay women got it done over Cairns in OT. Shanice Swain, 23 points and 10. But not the 10 we normally think. No. 10 Steals, wild. Steals, wild. <laughs> just wowzers. Uh, no Amy Lewis in this one, um, but Kayla, twenty six and seventeen. Mm.
0: hadn't <sighs> hadn't seen that early on, but you know this is what Kayla George does. She's mm. she'll just pop off of these massive games, and she might even go on a run of them. So be careful out there, league. <laughs> <laughs> So just to just to reiterate, there, our player of the week, Ashley Arlen, thirty-seven and twelve. The official NBL One North uh, player of the week went to Courtney Woods uh, for her thirty-five points there for Townsville. Over to the men's side of things, Mel. Um, mm. A couple of our bullets boys had their first game for the Goldie. How'd they go?
1: Yep, Kadeen Patterson, twenty-six points each, each, each.
0: Yeah, against the Phoenix there.
1: Yeah, uh, and they S- still have crabs to fold in.
0: <laughs> still got another bullet to to come in yet. So. Yeah, you know, a oh, big deal. Must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> All right, the Wizards, the debut. One mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anthony Drimmick, friend of the show, shout out. Yes, thirty three seven and nine. He got the NBL One North official player of the round. Uh, Maka Mitch McCarran. Near triple double for the Wizards. Another friend of the show. Oh, great friend of the show. Had a
1: lifetime friend. Yes, yeah. To yourself.
0: Hey, everyone's a lot. Oh, okay. I was going to say everyone's a lifetime friend of the show, but okay, okay. Yep. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> the Wiz take down the Rip. No Pinder either. Mm. Um, Kuat Noi. Another big ish game. I mean, it's going to be a massive game for either of us, but compared to what he did last week, 24 and 13.
1: Eh. <laughs> So what do you have last week, 37 or something? If I had 24 and 13, I'd probably retire. <laughs> Go out on top for a oh, change.
0: Trust me, mate, you should do that anyway.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'll take your advice when you start taking mine. All right, Rockies
0: and Cans. We had a surprise out here. Because no no announcement was made. Mm. I had no idea this was happening. We had Blanchfield popping off for starters, 30 and 11. Yep. Uh Another young gentleman, a friend of the show, if you yeah, will, yeah, yeah, just just appeared. Mm. He goes by the name of Isaiah Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> there he is, playing for uh, Rocky. Uh, he added sixteen points, uh, and then for Cairns, who this, this young man went on to be our Ball Don't Lie Australia Player of the Round, mm-hmm. young Benjamin Air, thirty four points, Air Benjamin, if you will,
1: Air hey, Benjamin, mm. don't hate it, don't hate
0: it. Mm. I mean, it's just like roll call, isn't it? Air, yeah. comma, Benjamin. Is that how it goes? Yep. 34 points in this one. He did have another game to come, though, so we'll see that in a minute. We yes. have a former friend of the Caps, now.
1: Yes, one Zach Carter at Shout 18 out. and 16 mm. for the Pirates in their win over the Ipswich Force. Oh, boy, still got it. Yeah, baby. Still got it. Still does. Uh, oh, you know, Shame he's not in a Caps jersey, but... That's part of it. It's it is what it is, and it's great to see him performing, nevertheless, uh, for his OG team in the Pirates.
0: Speaking of OG, oh, our OG
1: yes. friend of the show, yes. our first ever interview. Uh-huh. Who was it, Mal? One Boston Maslin, baby. Ooh, shout
0: out, young gun at the Logan Thunder there. Uh-huh. Twenty-four points. Shout out, Kobe. Five steals as he and Michael Cedar. Led Logan past Chris Cedar uh-huh. and the Spartans. So that was a good one there. Um, just I was, I'm just thinking now, thinking back to watching that game. Um, shout out to the NBO One North, by the way, for this breast cancer awareness round for Mother's Day. Definitely. The special jerseys, the whether they were full pink or pink incorporated, the clubs changing their logos to pink. It was just great to see. Yeah. Yeah! Shout out NBL one definitely, and
1: hopefully done. we uh, we have a few more sort of cause weekends over the round mm. uh, over the rounds uh, coming up.
0: Uh, absolutely, um, Jamal Ribardo, thirty points
1: mm-hmm.
0: after a couple Seahawks. of meh games, and, and he'll know that, um, and he he's good enough to know. Big bounce back against the Seahawks here. Uh, he added three steals and he was a plus thirty on the court, not just thirty points, but a, you know a plus thirty in the score score line as well. So, I mean, you know that's, that's winning game. basketball. Yep, and it's winning basketball. That is a game. Last up there, Mel.
1: We've got uh, Maluk Majak, mm. uh, twenty six and seventeen for Makai versus Cairns, mm. and Ben Air again. Air Benjamin. Air Benjamin mm. with another 31 points for 65 total in two games. Yeah. And 65 point total.
0: Not not too uh, nifty for a weekend there, Mel. <laughs> no. Casual 65 points. It's uh, taken us 18 months to get to 69 episodes here. So <laughs> uh, good on uh, Air Benjamin. Uh, shout out. Um, just like we said last week, though, look, first few rounds, I don't care about the ladder. I'm not not diving into it. No, caps are up there, so that's good. Oh yeah. Uh, other doing, than that, look, great. I'm waiting four, five, six rounds until this thing's till you know teams have started to see each other, and we'll see how things shake out there. We um, need a bit more data. A few NBL a players to to roll in as well. Um, Jack McVay springs to mind, uh, who's got to come back. So,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know. Uh, We'll see how we go with that. Uh, you know, Sean Bruce, haven't heard anything, but he was an NBL One North player last year. He might might be coming back up.
1: Well, you know, he used to be known as the State League, just, just that State League master. The guy would step oh. in and, you know, help teams State League God win chips. Mm. Mm. You know? So I'm sure he'll suit up for somebody at some point. All right, and we'll be back next week
0: to review round three of the NBL One North action. Remember to follow NBL One North on the socials. Uh, There you can stay up to date with the game of the week. You know, that's on on KO uh, with the broadcast team there. They do a great job, so make sure you check those games out. And, of course, you can check out all the games uh, live and free on the NBL app. Uh, So definitely do that, especially in round five when we kick off our broadcasts. hope you'll all join us there. As we head back to the Cap Dome. I know, mean, but that's that's a wrap on all things on the court this uh-huh, week. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. It's been a journey. Big show. It has. So we're so going to we'll,
1: finish off over there with some cards. We'll, we'll finish off with a small pack of crackham this week. Uh, we'll kick it old mm. school and uh, try and put you to the, to the test. I've got a pack of Paninis from an NBA 15-16 season. Oh, I am so hungry. Oh,
0: I was hungry. I thought you said Panini. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a cheeky five pack OKD oh, on the front cover in an OKC jersey So that's Spoiler alert um, He moves <laughs> Didn't go well No, no, but that's alright All part of it Alright, first card For those of you who playing at home who don't know uh, When we do these tests If you will On Dan uh, I'll just read the back Um, if I feel I need to, I will, uh, give a team, but otherwise I'll just read the back of the card and see if Dan can pick that name out of the air. And, uh, annoyingly he's, uh, he's actually pretty good at it. So if you're playing at home, see if you can beat him to the punch. Don't hype
0: me up in case I fail.
1: (laughs) Well, there's that. You don't create expectations. (laughs) You don't have to meet them. All right. So... Arking back to the 15-16 season. All right. We have the Philadelphia 76ers. Even after the game ends, Grant isn't done for the night. Instead, he makes the trip... Oh, I've ruined that, haven't I? Uh, ...to the team's practice facility where he goes over what he wants to improve from the night's contest. The extra effort helped him to... uh, an impressive rookie season in 2014-2015 and gives him an edge heading into his sophomore year.
0: I was letting you just finish. Yeah. And and Grant's not the first name out there, people. No. It's a young gentleman who uh, has signed a large-ish contract with Detroit then realised that that was a very bad idea. Probably should have stayed in Denver to help out uh, the Joker. Uh, we're talking Jeremy Grant, of
1: course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Ah, this one. Chicago Bull, back in the day. (laughs) But not in this day. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Probably isn't. Plenty of hotshot names have been mentioned as Rookie of the Year candidates ahead of the 2015-16 season. And not least among them is the Bulls' first-round pick, Somebody who torched opponents for 14.5 points and 8.7 rebounds during summer league play has the skills to make a huge impact in his first season.
0: So 2014-15 Chicago Bulls. I'm assuming we're talking about a forward
1: here. Mm, Big guy, Mm. number
0: five at the time feel like it's probably going to be a lot more obvious than...
1: Crazy eyes. Still in uh, the league. yes. Milwaukee. Crazy eyes.
0: The eyes give it away. It's oh, yes. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Enforcer, one Bobby Portis. That's the one. That's a great hint. Great Crazy
2: hint. eyes.
1: <laughs> All right. Ooh. Long, long name, this one.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that's what's long. Keep going.
1: <laughs> With the 2015-16 season already representing... Somebody's fourth campaign in the NBA. It's hard to believe the 2012 number two overall draft pick is only 22 years old. Even with that experience, the uh, the forward is still the second youngest on on his Hornets team, with incoming rookie Aaron Harrison the only player younger. <sighs> Aaron Harrison, jeez. So Charlotte Hornets number two pick for the Hornets.
0: Wearing number 14. Is that, that can't be Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Really? Is Is that how, okay, I thought he was before then. I was just like, who was a number two pick for them? (laughs) Yeah, that was a good choice, Uh, MKG. Had a couple of all right moments in the NBA, but just, I think he was a bit, you know, we talk about players who were before their time, like Antoine Walker, he was a bit, after his
1: time, like, yeah, you know, he's 90s,
0: early 2000s, kind of like, I'm going to bash you.
1: All right, Houston Rockets. Mm. Few players were more efficient in transition opportunities than somebody. Upon his arrival in Houston in 2014-15, as the quick guard averaged 1.28 points per possession in fast-break situations, only Jimmy Butler... With one point three five and JJ Reddick, one point two nine, posted more points per possession with a minimum one hundred and fifty possessions than the veteran somebody. Not Harden. No, no. Number thirty three for the I'm Houston. I'm thinking
0: Rockets. Ty Lawson, maybe. Nope. Nope. Houston Rockets. Is it a well-known
1: player? Uh, yeah. Someone. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: well,
1: Eric Gordon. New, new. I think the creation of beer. So you don't, you don't distill it? Ah, uh,
0: surely not. Corey Brewer? Corey Brewer. Wow. Yeah. Fast break extraordinaire Corey <laughs> Brewer. Oh, jeez. Yep.
1: Already wearing shoulder tape. Interesting.
0: That one. Interesting.
1: All right. No team hints for this one. Jummer it. No. Somebody scored 38 points in his first game of the 2014-15 season. He ended it with a 37-point performance. Those two exceptional outings served as so bookends. His
0: play decreased over the season.
1: <laughs> it's one way to look at it, yep. <laughs> a spectacular campaign. Somebody poured it on from beginning to end, netting at least 30 points 29 times on route to the NBA scoring title. 2014 15.
0: It's has oh, got to be Durant territory.
1: Durant territory is in what part of the territory are you looking at? Kevin? <laughs> Not Kevin. No. There's another Durant? No. Oh, Westbrook. Where are you fishing for a clue sort of territory? Russell Westbrook. Mm. Yes.
0: No, that wasn't his triple double season, though. No. Think. no. No, that wasn't. Yeah. Scoring champion. Yep. Yeah interesting interesting
2: yeah
0: not a bad little pack there Mel.
1: not bad not yeah. bad
0: corey bro gotta be the highlight for me the best fast break player in nba history by the sounds of it
1: well yeah if you if you hone in on you know espn stats you can make a lot of people look really <laughs> good really good oh geez good stuff um no that was good
0: uh before we get out of here though Mel, you have your little advice column you like to share with the fans?
1: I do. Uh, over the weekend, I went to a to a wedding. It was delightful. Loved it. Um, one thing I walked away from, you know, from that wedding and from weddings I've been to, a lot of different people end up at these things, but when you go to a wedding or a party or something like that and, you know, you can make correlations to, you know, being a teammate like this, try and take – Try and take some of the load off the hosts if you're going to that situation. You know, be a good teammate. Don't put extra burden on people. You know, help. Whether they need it or not. Same with your teammates. You know, get in there, help them if they need it. If they don't, they'll tell you. But, you know, offer more than you just take. All right,
0: head it here first. Be nice to the hosts. Well, if you want to.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. We will be back next week. I'm already pumped for it. The the NBL Grand Final is going to be wrapped up. NBA Round 2 is going to be wrapped up. NBL 1 North. Round 3 would have occurred. We're going to have a lot to talk about. I'm pretty pumped for it. Just a reminder, everybody, if you haven't already, Jump on those socials for us, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Give us a like and a subscribe across all platforms that you have. If you can, please. It, it really helps us out. So thanks to those that have. Thanks to those who, who now do that for us. And um, we really appreciate you all tuning in. We hope you'll join us the same time next week because uh, we'll be here. We'll be pumping them out. In the meantime, you just need to remember one thing, that ball don't lie.
1: Never does.